Hey, this is Jay. Um, just wanted to come talk to you guys at the top of this episode. Uh, first of all, welcome back. We have been away for longer than our normal life gets in the way hiatuses, mostly because of the state of the world and state of the United States right now. Um, we had originally planned to come back. I know it had been a while since, uh, in 2019, since we had a, a show. We had recorded the next three episodes that you'll hear over the coming weeks in January, February. Um, and we had planned on issuing a brand new distribution for the show. You'll hear Illy actually sort of break it down in this coming episode, but again, we were going to break this down where we would do six episodes over six weeks, then take a break, then come back and do another six episodes and these little pods, if you will. Um, the problem was, uh, um, COVID-19 sort of took over and that affected my job to where I, uh, am unemployed, uh, currently still unemployed. It made Illy's job a lot more difficult. And to top that whole bummer off, um, the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the Black Lives Matter protests made it really hard as two black guys who sit and talk about pop culture to really make jokes and have fun because we haven't been in the mind state. Um, of having fun. And I know that it should, I know that we should have something out there because everyone needs a break from the monotony of, of the quarantines and the social injustice and, you know, all of that. But it's hard to be funny when you're worried about paying your bills and when you're worried about protests in the street and and police, you know, coming after you or whatever, it's difficult. And it has been difficult for the past few months. Um, that being said, we are getting back to it. Um, I am issuing these next three episodes over the next few weeks. Um keep in mind that everything in these episodes is going to be extremely dated. So there's going to be old news. There's going to, we're going to be talking about stuff that news has changed on, you know, movies, pop culture, uh, TV shows, you know, all of that has changed in the wake of COVID-19. So take, take that in mind when you listen to these episodes, but I think they are still good conversations to have, even if that info is a little bit dated. And I thought it was best to the fans that hopefully, are still there and are still around. We'll be able to hear, you know, what our thoughts were back, back then talking about, um, the DC TV universe and, um, just a few other things. So again, please enjoy the, these episodes. Know that new episodes are coming when we get into the back half of this year and that next special pod of six episodes. So uh, please stay tuned. Please continue listening. We thank you all for your support and see you on the other side. I love eating cereal when I'm watching my cartoons. 
long fruity pebbles when I'm watching my cartoons. Ooh, I love super sugar crisp when I'm watching my cartoons. Ooh, I love count chocula when I'm watching my cartoons. Let's go. Pour the milk in the bowl, make sure it's ice cold. Hold my hand on the top so it won't overflow. Forget playing outside with my friends from school. It's Saturday morning, fool, but you know it ain't cool. Waking up first, cause all that be on the tube is the snorts and smurfs. Kissy first, strawberry shortcake, the worst. But coming up next was my boy Johnny Quest, Sim Sim Solomon. But Fat Albert was the best. The brown hornet picture pages made me wanna write graffiti. I had to do it when Davy and Goliath couldn't see me. Always trying to do right, they be hanging out with Dudley. But I watched Righty Races rooting for my dog Mutley. You know what really bugged me? The Cobots was whack. Man, they bit the Transformers. And that's a well-known fact. But after these messages, Will be right cereal when I'm watching my cartoons. Ooh, I love to eat frosted flakes when I'm watching my cartoons. Ooh, I love to eat alphabets when I'm watching my cartoons. Ooh, I love king vitamins when I'm watching my cartoons. Remember Teen Wolf tried to go vegetarian Told Thundar he was a sick barbarian For eating tiger sharks with his ninja turtle suit Because of that the Herculoids had to kick him out the group Yo, we used to be drama on the after school scene Tiny Toons started beefing with Beverly Hills team But the get along gang would come through and make amends And by the end of the week they were all super friends But G.I. Joe would get him riled up again Guns out looking for weapons of mass destruction Harassing Silverhawks for little or nothing Of course the Care Bears wouldn't have the heart to do something. I call Voltron on these inhumanoids. But Centurions wouldn't let the Joes be destroyed. You know, even in cartoon, Americana can't be tacked. But at least you know now, and no one's half the battle. I love to eat cereal when I'm watching my cartoons. Ooh, I love to eat honeycombs when I'm watching my cartoons. Hey, hey, what up? Welcome to the first Death Cakes of 2020. Yes, sir. And first Death Cakes in how many months? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, October, since that was the uh, the crossover we did with uh, Keepers of the Funk. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had the uh, Wu-Tang. Yep. Um, uh, that show's coming back, by the way, in case you didn't know. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, season two. I, I, was hoping it would. I kind of figured it would, but there was no confirmation. So, just yeah, know. I'm glad they they uh, finally confirmed it. Yeah, but anyway, DCP man, yeah, I'm ready to rock. Got my little, little Dr Pepper, little Sailor Jerry's. I'm ready, man. Yeah, I got me uh, a little Captain. I I went for the Captain. I didn't. Uh, I don't want no lackeys. Oh man, no, you I never had Sailor Jerry's charge. before. Uh-huh. Oh, I oh, I swear by it. Next time I see you, man, I'll try, I'll, I'll have to pour you a shot. I want the dude in charge. I love Captain <laughs> Private Private Stock. That's my shit right there. You know, I actually cut my teeth on uh, Captain. You know, back when I first really started drinking. But Sailor Jerry's is my shit, though. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, right. I, I haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't had it yet. Um, that's not why we're here, though. That that is not why we're here. And. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't it be kind of strange if it was, though, considering what we're about to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're also not going to 
we're gonna save our um we usually have our death cakes of of the last year um, oh yeah we'll do that on uh, mini the fool i think okay um or because or we could do it on another death cakes i just don't have the list in front of me so um i was not <laughs> not prepared to uh talk about that so we're not gonna um do you know we that. said we would and we kind of you know i think both of us blanked on it so maybe next time yeah we'll we'll uh we'll hit that next time but uh, anyway, today we are here to talk about um, another TV channel, not just the show or a group of shows. We're talking about a whole channel here. Yes. Um, we are talking about Time Warner uh, and, or no, not really Time Warner. Uh, it started out as Turner Broadcasting Network's uh, first expansion into children's television. Kid TV, trying to hook them kid viewers, um, and also really sort of the architect of the downfall of Saturday morning cartoons. Yep. Uh, we're talking about Cartoon Network, folks. We are talking about Cartoon Network, and man, jeez. Um, well, you know, I guess uh, you said it was Turner's first foray into, uh, you know children's programming I guess you know as, as far as a, being a channel or you know a long uh, I mean TBS and everything they showed cartoons but you know it's a lot of syndicated stuff yeah yeah um cause at the time I think this is you know um TBS of course has been around forever uh TNT had Let's see, Cartoon Network started in 1992. I think TNT was around in the late 80s, or at least at 1990, right? It was, yeah. So uh, they already had two, Turner already had two cable channels, plus CNN, but that's plus news. CNN, right. Sorry, taking a drink. Um, <laughs> but um, they didn't really have a kids' channel. And um, TNT initially um, actually started or I'm sorry uh, Cartoon Network initially started on TNT where it was just a programming block of you know about two three hours and is that right? yeah is similar okay. to, to what Adult Swim is now and um before we get too deep deep into this, we're not talking Adult Swim because Adult Swim came out in the 2000s, which, which is out of the Death Cakes mandate. We're going to do a, a Mini the Fool uh, later, where we yes. uh, wax poetic about about uh, Adult Swim because it, it has been 20 years. So that is nostalgia for some people. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> these days. But, um, you know, we actually kind of were talking about that. We discussed, like, you know, 20 years ago is nostalgic should we add that to the to the format but then we're like uh you know death cakes uh you know nah we'll stick with how it was because in the 2000s we're in our 20s so yeah you know. yeah 
And we're, we're, this show is about our childhood nostalgia. This is for the 70s and 80s, 90s kids, you know? Yeah, and there's still a lot of stuff we can talk about here. Um, exactly. And as per normal, we are not going to get into the deep and the depths of of uh, the history of this stuff. So if you're looking for an in-depth history of, of Cartoon Network, it's probably on YouTube somewhere. Somebody's probably done a lot of research and done a lot of lot of uh editing video editing to make a really slick you know presentation so i would suggest go check it out there we're just gonna to add to that i'm sorry to cut you off man to add to that you know i guess we should say for you know since this is the first episode of the new year the new cycle um we should remind people you know what you just said right there i mean there are times when we will dig into the history of stuff but for the most part that's not what this podcast is about it's really just about the nostalgia and about our personal memories and then, you know, with everything else kind of sprinkled in. Right. Right. And, you know, we're not going to, uh, like I said, talk too much about that stuff. So um, we are mainly going to talk about, you know, like you just said, our memories of this stuff. And, you know, that's uh, that's what we're doing today. Um but just get back to the history. A little bit of history. We'll, we'll give you a little bit of knowledge before we diverge into who knows what. Um, uh, it originally started as, as a programming block on TNT. Um, then it actually... Um, it was not the first channel to have kid shows and to focus on kid shows. That, that of course, goes to Nickelodeon. Right, now... Real quick, so was do you know? Uh, that's what I was going to get at before, before we kind of, you know, diverted. When you were talking about Turner and how they wanted to start a kids' network, were, was that just so, so that they can add to that portfolio, or they were they really doing this to directly compete with Nickelodeon? I don't know. See, what happened was Turner went in like the late. Let me see if it says. No, this is. Uh, yeah, in in uh, sort of the late '80s into the early '90s, Ted Turner went and uh, bid on and won the rights to uh, Hanna Barbera. Basically, um, you know, all the the old uh, MGM car- cartoons, uh, the Hallmark brand cartoons, you know, all of that stuff. He he won the bid. He had all of this this stuff um, that, that he, he had control of and wanted an outlet for it. Uh, um, so that's why he started out with the block on on TNT is so he would have a place to he, you know, because he of course um, this was the early 90s so he owned Hanna-Barbera and some of the Warner Brothers stuff so, you know, he had Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes was still being shown on Saturday morning. So he, he was getting his money there, but he really wanted a place where he could, instead of licensing, licensing, instead of trying to give it out to other people, <laughs> is, instead of giving a license to other Tunes, man, you do the Porky Pig routine. Yeah. Instead of, you, you know, giving it to other people, he wanted to have his own station where he could showcase the stuff himself. Sure. Okay, it makes sense. 
So, you know, he started the program back on, on TNT, and then he eventually uh, created a brand new cable network where, uh, again, it wasn't the first uh, network to focus on kids, but it was the very first network where cartoons and animation was the main hook. Right. So it was 24 hours a day cartoons, a lot of the old Looney Tunes stuff, a lot of the old uh, Fleischer and Walter Lang stuff, Merry Melodies, MGM, Tom and Jerry, that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of Tex Avery stuff. Um, and uh, again, he, he bought the rights to the Hallmark uh, brand stuff. So, you know, you would get your get along gang, your uh, maybe My Little Pony, not My Little Ponies. Think Care Bears. Uh, Care Bears. Yeah, he'd have Care Bears and um, that kind of stuff that, that would be shown on his TV show it, or uh, TV station. And just like it, it was the same model as TBS, really, where they had a bunch of rights to shows and they just showed them there wasn't any original programming it was just all reruns right and um, you know the station started in 92 I really don't remember having it until probably 93 94 see and I didn't even know about its existence until probably mid to late 95 I mean I've said it many times on the podcast before and you will hear me say it again is that we didn't have cable at at home my dad would get cable at his place in I want to say 92 but I mean I don't think that carrier had it and then when we got cable at my mom's place our carrier didn't have that either I didn't know about Cartoon Network until this trip we took to Florida down to uh, Destin, Florida and we stayed in a uh, you know this Today will be Airbnb. You know, nowadays it's not that. They just, you know, they rented houses uh, near the beach, kind of like a hotel. You know, but you're renting an actual house, right? And they had Cartoon Network in there. I'm like, oh shit, there's a whole channel just you know, us cartoons and shit. You know, and by then I'm 13 years old, but you know, still liking cartoons. And they're showing, like you just said, like a lot of old stuff. They're showing a lot of Scooby Doo, uh, Hanna Barbera stuff. Um, but I will say that that Florida trip also was what made me hate Scooby-Doo. Like, I mean, I don't hate it, but if I never see Scooby-Doo again for the rest of my life, I'm fine. Because they were showing almost nothing but during that trip. I mean, they take breaks to show something else, but I think they had some sort of marathon going. And they were just showing every iteration of Scooby-Doo ever. And I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't stand this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same kind of way, um, but with Looney Tunes, you know, at a certain point, you just get sick of, uh, you know, seeing Bugs Bunny and Daffy and all that. See, I think I could do Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes as much as, you know, I think I could just shotgun that forever, you know what I'm saying? But Scooby-Doo, uh. <laughs> Yeah, but, um... Yeah, so my cable company didn't have it right away either. I I can it was probably 90, 94, 95 when we finally got a cartoon network, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um 
and that that's not to say that you know well they they did have you know um a lot of reruns but by the time we got it they started having uh, original shows yes um, they had started on TNT they had started running a new version of Johnny Quest called The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest and it was it was a like a Sunday or Saturday night type of TV show yeah now that I remember being showed on TBS or, or TNT one of them for a while yeah and that that would get shown and that um, it, it started out as like like a, a TV movie and then it got a sequel and then it finally got a series order so the the two TV movies aired on TNT okay that's why I think I saw that yeah and then it, it got a series order and the series went straight to um, Cartoon Network so gotcha. you know Turner had already started dipping because he had the the rights to 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 Johnny Quest anyway. So um, he made this neat new show and added you know CGI graphics, all this stuff. Um, so that's where I, I sort of started watching it, and then oh, we took a trip to. Atlanta. I must have gotten on. I knew about Cartoon Network '94 because we went to Atlanta um, to visit Morehouse because I I had applied to go to uh, school there. Okay. So when of course my dad was a big CNN head at the time. Uh, I mean CNN. No, we know it. CNN was his fucking. You know, as soon as he got at home from work. He turned it on, watched you know, Wolf Blitzer and, and shit. And then when the OJ trial was happening, <laughs> man, he he'd wake me up to make sure that the VCR w- was recording and set, so he he could watch the trial when he got home. I swear, anytime I think about visiting your place back then, as kids, if I think about your dad watching TV, it's either this old house or Crossfire. Yeah. Oh, crossfire! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and it's not the cool crossfire. Uh, crossfire! Um, it's a bunch of old white dudes talking politics. It's like oh, on split screen. Yeah. But um, anyway, we went down to to Atlanta to visit Morehouse and we went to the CNN tower or whatever their their main office was their their main building and they had a gift shop and in that gift shop there was a poster and it said you know Cartoon Network and it had a picture of all the uh, Hanna-Barbera characters on it and I was like oh that, that's kind of cool I wish we had Cartoon Network so then yeah we got it about 90 either late 94 or early 95 and I was kind of hooked. Um, I again. think yeah, I remember you telling me about it too, and I was jealous because, like I said, uh, well, you know, I don't think. Okay, so yeah, summertime is when summer '95 is when I, I said we took that Florida trip, but you had the channel before, 
and were talking about it. And I kind of had seen, I think I'd seen commercials for it on TNT or TBS. Mm-hmm. Watching something where it's like, you know, call your cable provider and ask, tell them you want Cartoon Network. So I knew it existed, I think, at some point, but I just hadn't seen it until that, that trip. Because again, our carry didn't have it. Yeah. And, you know, it was a lot of old reruns of, of Saturday morning stuff. But it was that nostalgia kick that I hadn't had in a while because, you know, I was in high school. Um, I really wasn't watching cartoons anymore. You know, it, we, we've talked about the whole, you know, transition that, that Saturday mornings were having at the time. There wasn't really anything for a teenager. And, you know, like NBC was going to more live action and sports stuff, man. Right. You know, we, we, we did a whole episode on this. But then, you know, Cartoon Network's here. And Cartoon Network is, you know, it's all the stuff that I used to watch when I was a kid. It was, it was, uh, I think they are showing some Mr. T there early on. I know they're showing the Get Along Gang. Um, the Paw Paws, you know, and then the, you know, the, like, the older Hanna-Barbera stuff, the Hair Bear Bunch, um, Yogi, Wacky Races, Laugh Olympics. Wacky Races, yeah. You know, all that stuff. So, you know, I'd start watching that before I went to school in the morning. You know, and I'd watch it in the afternoon. Um, and I want to say by 95, 96, that's when their real, you know, original programming push happened. Yeah, now, let me stop right there because... So, 95, 96 is when my dad gets AOL. And I think when he was showing us, you know, the internet for the first time, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of mind-blowing, to be honest with you. You know, I still dial in on the modem and the modem handshakes. And that's, a, you know, if there's one thing about outdated technology that, that I miss, it's the sound of that. Oh, because yeah. it felt like, <laughs> even though it took forever and it was slow as shit, it... It felt like you were just blasting off into another reality when you when you saw that and you heard the the modem going off, you know. Yeah. But when you when you had AOL, you know, because they would send you the disc that you install it on and you run off of. But then they also sent this other disc along with it. It was this kids only thing because they have a zone on there called kids only. But this disc. It was Cartoon Network branded and had a bunch of shit on all these games on it. And then if you like dug deeper into it, I mean, there were clones of Breakout and Centipede and Snake and all kind of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But there was this whole like kind of adventure, like this whole kind of mystery slash trivia slash, you know, search and find kind of point and click adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um that we never did get through we got stuck in it somewhere and never could find our way out but all of it was Cartoon Network and it was all these new characters that I had no idea who the fuck they were yeah and a lot of those new characters started on a show that they had called the Cartoon Cartoon Show where all of these young independent um, cartoon makers and animators had a chance you know they, they were working for, for the WB or for, you know, all the big animation studios at the time. But this is their chance to 
you know, have their own um, shows, you know, to try, try and push their own own uh, product and creativity and really just, uh, in a way, sort of push the... Because by this time, the quote-unquote edgy cartoons were already out there. Beavis and Butthead was already out there. Um, you know, the Darius, um, Ren and Stimpy, the, those kind of shows were out there sort of making wet waves and, and sort of opening up what creativity could be in, for cartoons. Sure. And this, uh, this show gave some of those animators and creators a chance to show their own stuff, not just you know, be drawing whatever toy commercial they had to be. You know, it's not another GI Joe show or Transformers or you know, uh, uh, Looney Tunes. It was their own thing. Uh, you know, definitely very different animation styles. Yes, let's let's talk about that because one thing I did notice again from this from this AOL game is that all the animation looked really cheap. Yeah. And I wonder if that was by design. I don't think it was. I think it was because these were starving artist uh, animators had to work with what they have. Usually it was that flash animation kind of stuff. You know, especially the, the first couple uh, shows they, they would have before they had a real budget. Right. And they would um, have these, these uh, incredible ideas some of them got picked up to be full-time shows. Some of them didn't. Um, some some of the, the creators, you know, Gendy Tartakovsky, who uh, created Dexter's Laboratory. I think he had a hand in Powerpuff Girls. Um, also created Samurai Jack. And then yeah. went on to do... Um, he did the first hand... The, the cell John animated Clone Wars before the the CGI show came along uh, for Star Wars. Then um, who else was it? I, I know that um, what's this Seth MacFarlane, he worked at Cartoon Network for a little while too. I, I want to say he worked on, on uh, Johnny either Johnny Bravo or or uh, uh, shit, I just said his name uh, Dexter's Laboratory I think he worked, worked oh, on one of those as an intern I was going to say he, I was uh, going to ask which show he was on I don't, yeah, I don't it was, anything about that it was one of those you know again just as the intern um, then another another show that sort of made its debut around this time was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, I feel it is worth a mention because it got its start before um, Adult Swim did, but I think let's just save talk of that until we talk about Adult Swim because that show is so ingrained sort of in that initial... Right, right. Um, now again... Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 initial, you know, the original lineup of uh, Adult Swim. Yeah, and it really kind of is what 
kind of set the tone for what Adult Swim was going to be. Yeah. Um, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, but um, where was I going? Oh, so yeah, you're talking about Space Ghost Coast to Coast again. I don't know who any of these characters are. You know that are on. This is all Cartoon Network stuff. It's all new to me. I don't know Space Ghost from the '60s. I never heard of them. So yeah. we're watching this. We're on this on this AOL disc again. You can watch. Not it's not a it's not FMV. It's kind of. I mean, I don't know what you call it. It's just maybe it's it's not Flash either. I don't think Flash is around quite yet. But basically, they kind of semi-animated clip art of uh, like an excerpt from an episode of uh, Space Ghost. You could tap on stuff like they called it interactive. You weren't really interacting. You just tap on it. it you know, it'll bring up Maltar playing in the band, whatever they're playing, and then you tap on Space Ghost and he says something, and then tap somewhere around the screen and then uh, his pet sea monkey comes out and there's just, just, just shit like that yeah and um jeez what happened? oh see now you you don't you didn't remember them but from uh my youth you know I would watch watch uh cartoon not uh, yeah, USA's Cartoon Express, and at the time, USA NBC had had the rights to uh, all of these shows, so I would watch those shows on on USA. So I knew the old '60s Space Ghost and uh, Thundar the Barbarian and all of that that stuff, you oh, know. Okay. So, so I knew those shows. So, so that was you know that nostalgia that hit being able to watch and see those shows again. Um, but you know, like I said, in '95, the, these other shows started to pop up, and that's when um, you got your Johnny Bravos, uh, your your cow and chicken, <laughs> which. <laughs> Your your Powerpuff Girls with Cow Chicken, man that that show is is very Ren and Stimpy ish. Yeah. Um, right down to that Red Devil guy who's just always flaunting his ass in the air and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it is, I remember that show being hilarious, but I can't recall specific episodes. Yeah, I can't either. Um. I remember it being funny. I, I remember yeah. loving it and watching it. I even liked it, you know, because it brought back the uh, the thing of having another show within a show. So it, it was cow and chicken, and then sometimes they would sit down and watch a another show inside the show, and that would start a whole new segment called I Am Weasel, where it was this really smart, like, spy weasel voiced by Michael Dorn and he would have to deal with this uh, this uh, stupid monkey. It was a baboon named IR Baboon. And it, it would just be that kind of you know smart guy versus dumb guy kind of you know situation. But that show, yeah. And then eventually they spun that off, didn't they? There was yeah. a separate show. Yeah, he eventually got his own show, um, The Powerpuff Girls, which. They have been rebooted a couple times by now, but yeah, they're still uh, around. 
Yeah, they're just done like a really bad sort of half anime kind of look to them uh, now but you know that was that was a, a good that one I only remember one episode clearly and it was uh, it was the boogeyman and the the girl in blue was was scared of the boogeyman and uh, oh uh wait was that what was it uh, was that Bubbles yeah. Wait. No. I don't remember. I only remember two. Bubbles, Buttercup. a mean one. No, that's Buttercup. Okay. Is Buttercup Blossom and Bubbles? Oh, so, okay. I can remember the other one's name. So, like, yeah. all right. I know the green one with the you know always the angry eyes. That's that's Buttercup. Okay. I don't know the other two's name. Yeah, I think Bubbles was the the blue blonde. She was the okay Bubbles. Uh, all right. But she was like scared of it. It was one of the most surreal. <laughs> things because it, it threw in all of these pop culture references but it, it was the boogeyman and the you know she she's scared of the boogeyman coming out from underneath her bed and the boogeyman you know kidnaps the other two, two girls so she has to face her fears and fight them and fight this guy but the boogeyman walks around in like this disco like this white um John Travolta from from uh, from that movie Saturday Night like, Fever. Yeah, that disco suit, and he's walking around and he's got this swagger, and uh, like his machine that he has is a giant disco ball. I mean, it's giant, I, and he's he's keeping all the kids in there. That, that he I have out. fast remembered this. Yeah, but but uh, he has this whole <laughs> he has this whole fucking speech. Where he's he, he's speaking to all these uh, other monsters like uh, who you gonna blame when when uh, when all the kids are scared and all the other monsters are like blame it on the boogie and they just <laughs> just keep <laughs> yeah just you know like, like the Michael Jackson song you know he's on the boogie. He, he's like we blame it on the boogie and all I remember is the end. Uh, Bubbles has to blow up this disco ball, and it turns into um, like the the end of Star Wars, where she he's flying around the outside of the disco ball, and she's in this trench, and she has to like close her eyes and and punch the little thing to make it blow up. But yep. there's like, like a Star Wars re- reference, and then a Michael Jackson, <laughs> a Jackson Five re- reference, all in the same episode. Right. Yeah, that's all I really remember. Uh, yeah, that show, was, that show. That show was bonkers, man. It's pretty funny. And again, I'm gonna reference the AOL disc quite a bit, just because again, in the beginning we didn't have it. Eventually we would. The carrier would just, you know, just showed up one day. We just had Cartoon Network. But on the AOL disc, you know, there were some like highly compressed clips in there, like maybe five seconds long. Because mm-hmm. that's really all you could do back then. <laughs> but that my first introduction to them was they were sitting in class and they just say, "Teacher, may we please be excused to save the world?" And he tells them, "Yes, but take the." And they go flying, they crash through the ceiling. And he's trying to tell them to go out the door. But yeah. <laughs> I, but of course, I didn't realize that that was actually it's like you know almost every episode had that you had to do something like that if they were in school, but. Uh, yeah, that was my first introduction to them. And then when I finally saw the show, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty hilarious. 
Yeah, all of the all of the, those early cartoon cartoon shows were were great, and there was all the same animation style where everything had the really thick black lines, and they yep. colored in very sort of primary colors, you know, really bright primary colors. It it right, was not a script backdrops too, like you know, yeah, you didn't have full cells. You had you know, kind of just colors or yeah, because they back there. they had no money. So they, yeah. they couldn't really do backgrounds. It really reminded me of the, you know, we talked about it on our Saturday morning episodes. Um, even though I didn't like it, those really janky um, urban cartoons that they had, like like oh, uh, like CJ and the animation. Bear. Yeah, it, it, it was like They're that hip-hop wayned. animation, but a little bit cleaner. And the lines were a little bit thicker and darker and more stylized than that. It wasn't as ghetto right. looking. It was gentrified. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. You couldn't get to it. You had to make a special request to your carrier to get there. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I started watching it. And then, you know, even though they, they had the, those, uh, those newer shows, you know, I'd still watch it for the nostalgic shows too because late at night like around one or two o'clock is when they they showed when they would put on the really old Hanna-Barbera stuff that they didn't really show anymore where uh, it was like the Gary Coleman show which I know we've talked about on on here before (laughs) Um, the Gary Coleman show the Super Globe Trotters you know all of those really old 70s, early 80s shows. Uh, Mr. T, they showed on there. And again, I think I remember you telling me about this stuff because you guys had gotten Cartoon Network, and I was so fucking jealous. Yeah. Because all that stuff you were telling me, they were showing all the, you know, everything you just named right there. Yeah, and it, it was. Keep in mind, also, this is not too much long. This is not too long after you, um, you know. This is 95, so this is kind of around, right around the same time when you got those Fat Albert tapes, so you and I were already kind of starting to talk about that kind of stuff, this nostalgia, a lot, which I always say this is the genesis of Jeff Cakes that, that, that summer. Yeah. yeah. But it's oh. kind of interesting if all this stuff kind of lines up, too, because I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. Holy shit. And speaking of, I was, I was at a vintage stock the other day, and... They have like both volumes of Fat Albert uh, pretty cheap. You get it? I, no, just because I, I didn't want to spend the money at the time. And I, I've got this, I'm conflicted. You know, I don't want to be part of get off topic, but I, I hate this whole cancel culture that we're in now where. You know, somebody does something bad, so automatically you can't like anything they ever did. Like, and I'm not, I'm not acquitting Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is a creep and disgusting, and he deserves to be in prison for what he did. That said, I grew up watching The Cosby Show and Fat Albert, and I don't, and you know, Uptown Saturday Night. I don't want to stop liking them just because he was a creep probably during during that time 
Well, here's the thing: you don't have to, and I, I'm, I fall in this, you know, in the same, you know, on the same side of things as you do. Although it kind of depends, like certain, in, there are certain cases in which you know I can separate the art from the man or the woman. Yeah, you know, like Cosby Show. Okay, well, Cliff Huxtable and Bill Cosby are not the same person. Okay, you know, Cliff Huxtable is a character, right? And has nothing to do with you know what I'm saying. So I don't mind that. You know, I'm, you know, so, nah, I mean, I'm, I can understand if you don't, I'm not going to tell anybody to, if they have to watch it there, or they have to still like it if they choose not to, but I just don't feel like we have, you know, I, we, I don't, we went through a period where, like I said, they took Cosby off the air. I think it's slowly kind of come back on again. Um, yeah. The DVD didn't get for a long time, and now I think they're starting to be seen again. Yeah. Uh, TV one put Cosby show back on the air. And, and we're showing it, and and Amazon Prime has all seasons there, you know, for yeah. for free if you're a member. And you know, I started watching those again because of something unrelated <laughs> that, that we were talking about. I started watching the show again, and you know, the show is good, and I I'm able to separate you know the creep from from the character in the show. So true, yeah. You know, I I just to don't want to have to. Yeah, I, I mean, I just didn't have the money at the time. I'll probably go get them because they had a couple cops. It's not like they're going to disappear. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah. so I'll, I'll probably get them down the line once that. Cool. But, you know. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's okay to like Fat Albert and anything you did. I mean, you know, if you don't, that's fine. But if you do, it is perfectly okay. Yeah, but I, I just don't want, want to deal with having to defend myself if I like it, you know yeah so don't fuck them yeah <laughs> but that that's not the world we live in anymore unfortunately so um but anyway yeah so i um shit i forgot where I, what we were talking about we were talking about fat albert and then oh that's what's got us off off track but you were saying yeah the watching those uh older shows late night um yeah, so I know we we talked about the Gary Coleman show before uh, on here. And I don't remember where I'd seen it or seen part. Probably it was probably Cartoon Network, but yeah. I was not really paying attention. Oh no, no, you know I hadn't. I didn't see it till late. I saw it on YouTube after you told because we were in the Saturday morning episode when I was looking at the uh, we had a snapshot of a, a lineup of shows. Well, that's called right. Gary Coleman Joe and I said what the hell was this and you started to explain it and I'm like that sounds fucking bonkers that's right <laughs> why, why was that a show I because <laughs> they gave everyone a show back then man I know but it's so it's just so bizarre you know it's like okay like Punky Brewster got a show right but it's like it's kind of it's it's kind of based on that character but then not because, you know, they do the magic and all that other crazy shit in there. But then you get this Gary Coleman thing where he's a dead child. And then he can, be- he can take <laughs> off his, his halo and come back and help people. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Come on. What? <laughs> that, that was good entertainment right there, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. But, man, I, I mean... You know that—that's kind of my history with it. What's your 
what actually let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, some of our favorite shows or whatever on there oh and then we sure, also I was have gonna to say because I was already sort of peppering in what my history was along the way so I mean I have everything else to add at, you know at that point yeah and we also have to talk about um, the evolution of anime on on TV and how to not or well yeah how uh Cartoon Network brought us Toonami and through Toonami brought us Dragon Ball Z. But let's take a break and we'll we'll get into that later. Alright, see you on the other side. Alright, see ya. history was already kind of peppered in you know whenever i jump in there because i mean for 94 95 most of 96 um you know we just didn't have the channel and i had very little access to it must have been somebody's house who did have it um so you know just not a lot of exposure to it all i knew of it was the uh the aol disc and um kind of it kind of ends there for me mm-hmm. so if you were telling me like you know whenever we see you you say in late nights they start showing all the old shows because again we were just getting into talking like that it's like oh man they show reruns of fat albert and they show you know thunder and they sh- you know so you were telling me about like oh man it'd be bad i wish we- god i wish we had cartoon network yeah you know but then the next thing comes along which you started talking about before the break which made me just absolutely just just envious and that's Toonami. Yeah. Toonami is... Because, listen, man. You, you told me they were showing Thundercats on Toonami. I'm like, man, I haven't seen Thundercats rerun anywhere since, you know, I couldn't even remember when. And they told me they were yeah. showing Voltron. Yeah, they were... They, I want... 
Toonami didn't start out as Toonami. Toonami started out as a different block of shows. See if I can find the name of it real quick. It was their action block of shows. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through the internet Bible here real quick, trying to, trying to find I was going to say, I thought, I thought Toonami was the action block. It's not? It, it was, but it had a different name in the beginning. Ah, uh, okay. It was. Because, you know, while I'm looking at this, because, yeah, early on, um, during Cartoon Network, during the day, was a lot like... Um, Nickelodeon where they would show really kiddie cartoons in the mornings and then you know after school time it would switch and have this uh, this action block in the in the you know after school and then it would um, go on from, from there it, it switch back to well it would go like kiddie shows then like Looney Tunes then Toonami then the cartoon cartoon shows you know the, the, we talked about Dexter and all those it was it was originally called the power zone and in the power zone they were showing that, that's when they were showing Voltron or yeah I think they're, they're showing Voltron then G.I. Joe um, they didn't have Transformers license I don't think they're showing G.I. Joe they were showing all those old Hanna-Barbera action cartoons, Space Ghost, the regular Space Ghost, not Ghost to Ghost, um, Thundar the Barbarian, uh, Mr. T, all of the all of the action boy cartoons they were showing during this time. And then in 19, excuse me, 1997, Toonami was announced, and it was... It was a block of shows started at about three o'clock Eastern time or uh, Central time, four o'clock Eastern, where they um, showed action cartoons mixed with uh, anime, and th- this was the first time that anime really started to become big in America. They. They had the. It, it was interesting with this show because they actually gave the show a host. Originally, it, it was hosted by Moltar from Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Uh, on Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Moltar, um, who's a villain in the original Space Ghost cartoon, in this he he was uh, like the the engineer on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. He, he worked in, in the back with the electronics the cameras and the lights and all that stuff yep. so they made this crude CGI rendition of the office that they that that Moltar is in on Space Ghost Coast to Coast and they ha- had him in there you know hosting Toonami he'd come on and say you know welcome to Toonami here's here's uh, whatever show here's Thundercats or here's they they also had uh, Batman for, for a while. So you know here's, here's oh, wow. Batman the animated series. Um, here's I'm Superman. Kind of surprised animated. they got that. Yeah, because that's that's uh, how they ended up getting the Justice League show that was in two thousands. Oh yeah, 
Okay. And I want to say they probably showed Batman Beyond too. No, because that still would have been in its original run on CW. All right. So I don't think they would have had it yet. But they, they only had Batman and Superman in the animated series. So they, they had these shows, and then they started peppering in anime. One of the first big shows that that brought anime to the mainstream. Of course, you know, the weebs out there would be watching it already. You know, going to your, your blockbuster and seeing Wicked City and and Ghost in the Shell on, on the Japanimation uh, shell. <laughs> Interesting about Japanimation. You know... You know why they stopped calling it that, right? It's kind of racist. Well, yeah, it's that. Just because people would read it as, you know, forgive me. But they, I, I, I was listening to Retro Not shout out to them. Uh, and Jeremy Parrish was saying this. is because people would read it as Jap animation. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, let's, let's just call it. What do they call it over there? Anime? Okay, that's what we're going to start calling it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, the the big show that really put anime on the map was Dragon... Or not Dragon... It wasn't Dragon Ball yet. It was uh, Gundam Wing. Now, I, I... I do like this... I mean, I never tuned in religiously. But I do enjoy the show whenever I did happen to catch it. But... Uh, it actually, I'm surprised it wasn't you who first told me about that. It was my cousin Nick. Shout out to him. It was like, hey man, there's a show. Or I th- you know what? Actually, I think they started showing it at late nights and it was uncut. So like they left like a lot of the language in. That was later. Okay, all right, never mind. Because he was like, man, they got this. There's this show called Gundam Wing, and there he's explaining what it is, and there's cursing. And I'm like, what? Yeah, because see, the original tsunami was during the day. And so all of their anime shows were kind of neutered, but then um, in the like a couple years later, they, they started uh, Toonami, Toonami After Dark or something like that. It's sort of the precursor to Adult Swim. Okay. And they would have um, the quote-unquote uncensored versions of, of the, the same show you saw. They, they would show the same episode twice. It would be neutered at 4 o'clock, and then at 10 o'clock, it'd be uncut. It still Gosh. wouldn't have, you know, a lot of the fan service, because, you know, those, a lot of those anime shows like to have those little upskirt shots and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have that. It'd still have some of the bouncing boobs, and the cursing would still be there. Um, but Gundam Wing was was huge and I I want to say I know I watched it because I'm a sucker for giant robots um, but I was the same, same as you where I didn't watch it really religiously so uh-huh. I'd watch it for a month and get really invested in it and then so, something would happen and I'd miss a couple episodes and come back to it and I wouldn't know what the hell was going on oh, man. so then you just kind of fall out of it and then you you're like, okay well I'm watching now I'm hooked now okay okay and then you just quit watching it again. You know, it's that kind of like... Um, okay. They also had... On top of uh, Gundam Wing, they had Robotech. And I loved Robotech when I was a kid. That, so did I. Uh, that fucking... On Channel 11. 
That fucking theme song with them horns. Yep. Man, I even had a couple. I had I had a few of those figures like King. I had, you know, uh, Korg and Rand and a couple of them. But then I also had at Poker. But then I also had some um, some of those uh, read along story tapes, whatever, with the book. You know, when you hear the sound, bling, turn the page. Oh yeah. I had a couple of those that were Robotech too. Yeah, Robotech was a shit. And again, it's giant transforming robots, so of course I was, I was into it. Um, they also had Sailor Moon, which, you know, I I was... they Sailor Moon was originally on, on Sci-Fi Channel. I remember that, because they were also... I think when they started showing it... I mean, I, I, wasn't, I didn't watch it like that, but I do remember that coming on Sci-Fi... And then all of a sudden they had a toy line here in the U.S. where they did it before. Yeah, because even though Toonami was where where anime really jumped off, they were showing sci- the Sci-Fi Channel, which is owned by NBC, not even part of, which I, I guess is where Turner got the licenses. Um, you know, Sci-Fi Channel was showing anime before that that but it just didn't take off as much because nobody was really watching sci-fi back in the time right um but, but yeah sailor moon is the other big one i mean dragon ball z is one you know sailor moon well you know dragon ball um gundam and sailor moon i mean those are kind of the the three pillars right there yeah and for and one, one other show that started toonami was outlaw star which was uh, i don't remember that one outlaw star was is basically the inspiration for um, Josh Whedon's Firefly. It's pretty much the same same premise, where it's a bunch of uh, rogues on a spaceship in space, and they happen upon um, a girl with special abilities, and you know they ba- basically spend their time trying to protect this girl and find out the secrets. That, that are in her head and then at the same time get paid you know yeah. make money so that's pretty much I mean Joss Whedon even said that that uh, Firefly was definitely in, inspired by Outlaw Star okay so um, that's what that was and then of course we've mentioned it twice Dragon Ball Z which I cannot stand do not understand and it's not like I've never watched it. I have been invested in in Dragon Ball Z before. I couldn't tell you what was going on, but there were you know same same as as Gundam Wing, where I'd get really invested in it, and then I would just drop off, and then I'd come back and try to get invested in it, but I just couldn't do it. And it oh, gets, you sure you didn't come back and it was in the exact same spot you were like three episodes ago? That's exactly why I I'd fall off because <laughs> they spend. 10 episodes on one fight. <laughs> They're legit no fooling. Oh my god. I, I know some people like Dragon Ball, but goddamn, when, when they spend a, a two-week arc of, of Goku and whoever staring at each other across a, a field and powering the, themselves up, all the while people are staring at him. <gasps> Goku's powering up. What's he going to do? I don't know if he has enough power to do this. Oh, but look at Cell. He's powering up over there, too. And then 
while everyone's talking about what's going on, Goku and Cell or whoever are screaming. <laughs> and and while they're screaming, Goku will probably have a half hour flashback of his training. <laughs> so so he'll have a so he's screaming and then they'll they'll turn down the volume on the screaming so he can have an inner monologue and talk talk about all of his training and all of his friends and then have a flashback about how he was in this this uh this hidden chain chamber where time goes by slow where he can do a year of training in a day and gravity is super hard so it makes his muscles stronger but nothing's happening he's still screaming he's just having thoughts what? yeah it comes back <laughs> And it cuts back, and he's still going. Ah! Yeah, and by the end of the Fuck episode, by the end of the episode, the the orange fire that's coming off of him might turn blue, and then everyone's like, oh, "It's blue now. This is mean. What and kind of power is he unlocked?" Then it cuts away. The first time I went blue. Yeah. And then you get like a whole. And then next time on Dragon Ball Z. And it comes back. It's yeah. like a flashback. When it went blue. <laughs> it's like the wire. You know how the wire spends one season on, on, on one case? They spend one season on one fucking fight. Yeah. And, and then it'll ha- have a, a whole uh, side episode of Vegeta talking about how I, I can turn blue if I wanted to because I'm king of the monkeys. And, and I'm. I'm chief shit and Goku don't know shit and I could turn blue if I wanted to. I just don't want to, so fuck you. Man, and cut back you. to ah, 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 ah. They're probably pissing off so many of our listeners right now, but I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. We don't like that show. I can't do Dragon Ball. I don't I, I cannot. I don't understand everybody's fascination with it. I really don't. I of all of them, you know, Gundam is the one I watch the most of. And I still didn't watch like I said, didn't watch it religiously, but I mean of all of them I watched the most of that. I didn't watch Sailor Moon just because, I mean, I was like 15. I was like, okay, I think it's a little girl show or something like that. It pro- and, and, you know, now that I know about it, okay, it's, I mean, it is, but it's not at the same time. Yeah, it is. But, but that's it. what I thought of it. Yeah, but that's what I thought of it, so that's why I never watched. But my girlfriend, uh, by the way, but, you know, she was and still is a big Sailor Moon fan. If you need me proof, she's got two cats. One's named Yaden, the other one's named Sukino. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I will say, I I just want to jump jump back to Gundam real quick because in Japan, sorry, in Japan there are like two types of of uh, giant robot shows. There are the the fantasy robot shows like Voltron. Or Evangelion, where you know it's very, very the control scheme and everything is very kind of fantastical. Or um, uh, what's that other fucking show? They're, you know, all all the the giant robot shows where it, it's very sort of fantastical, and the cockpits is more like by magic, and they just kind of move their arms and the and the, the robot moves for him, you know, that kind of stuff is one kind of giant robot anime. Uh, Gundam, not just uh, 
Gundam Wing, but all because after Gundam Wing aired, they started airing a bunch of other Gundam shows, like the original Gundam show. There was Gundam uh, eighty. There was Gundam with some number at the end. I don't remember the name of it. But all of those Gundam shows are um, what they call realistic, where the the cockpits are very sort of realistic you see them toggle different switches to make different stuff go it's not it's not you know that they're not doing this stuff by force of will and it is very it's very down to earth you know grounded sort of quote unquote science for giant robots but you know it's grounded science they are um they're really trying because it really is sort of a commentary on just war in general and they do a really great job of making war real because people fucking die right all the time you know you you see them you know get shot up and they're done you know yeah, they didn't fuck around on that show. No, never. Other ones like it. Never. Gun- Gundam has never pulled punches on war because it it was, you know, it was spawned from, you know, the feelings of, of World War Two and and like, like a lot of anime is. You yeah, know, I mean, really, a lot of there. Japanese just you know sci-fi for the most part does come from that. I mean, all the. That's why so much of this stuff is post-apocalyptic because, I mean, for for all intents and purposes, they kind of lived it. Yeah. Yeah, and they survived it, and, you know, that, that's the basis of a lot of their their, uh, their TV shows. Yeah. But, you know, out of all the giant robot shows, Gundam is the one that's the most realistic and sort of shows you the toll of war, you know, compared to the more fantastical kind of ones. Um, right. That, that, that's all I have to say about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, cartoon and and Toonami really helped Adult Swim sort of start because I don't think without ha- having that anime basis, Toonami really or uh, Adult Swim really could have taken off. Um, it's we'll talk the about uh, well. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's the tsunami, and really, really, like we said a few minutes ago, the tsunami after dark. Yeah, it really kind of makes that a viable thing. Yeah, but by the time you know this star starts up, this this stuff starts up, it's now ninety eight, ninety nine, and Cartoon Network is like a real force, and like I, I said the the beginning, it sort of signaled the downfall of Saturday morning cartoons. Really does because now you don't have to wait for Saturday morning just for the channel. Yeah. And a lot of of new cartoons, new toy lines that needed cartoons, all that stuff. Why try and fight for a, a 30 minute slot once a week? when you can put your money behind a TV show or, you know, a whole channel 
where you'll probably get you know a week's worth of exposure because well, by the way that channel can't wait to get some new shit on there because they've got all the stuff that they're licensing or that they bought but i mean they're still paying their creators out to you know they want original programming to you know so they can just start putting some of that money in their own pockets yeah yeah they need it and this is the the same because at the same time there is nickelodeon Nickelodeon, by, by this time, for sure, has Spongebob, right? When did Spongebob start? I had Spongebob to start was either 99 or 2000. Okay, so it's right around there. So so Nickelodeon is, has started ramping up their cartoons. Oh, Nick Tools was in full swing at this point. Man. Yeah. Had, you know, whole lineup. Oh, yeah, they, they had, you know, All Real Monsters and, and right. all those Cat shows. Dog and, you know, they had all kind of shit at that point. Yeah, and so Disney is starting to get on the bandwagon. I don't think Disney XD has launched yet, but the Disney Channel had a lot of original programming on there Yeah, in terms of cartoon. It wasn't 24 hours yet. Same with Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon wasn't 24 hours yet, but they did eventually in the early 2000s break off their own 24-hour. You know, Disney has Disney XD, which is cartoons and some live-action stuff. But then Nickelodeon launched their own Nicktoons channel, which was all cartoons, same as Cartoon Network. So by 2000 or so, um, there really wasn't that much of a need for Saturday mornings. Not like it used to be. Now, the the CW was still around at this time. And the CW... Or the Kids WB, you mean. Or Kids WB, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was... Kids WB was unique because Turner had a stake in the WB. It owned, you know, some of the Looney Tunes stuff and whatnot. So right, and plus they were merging with Time Warner at that point. Yeah. So on, uh, um, I my tablet shut down here. Um, I want to say ninety eight, ninety nine. They actually had. Um, they, they spun Toonami off and had the afternoon block on on the WB. It was called uh, Toonami on Kids WB. Where oh, wow. it? See, oh, you know what? It, when was this? Because I think that's when I first saw Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, they showed because because I was like ninety seven, ninety eight. Because the WB already had, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. But well, Pokemon... Pokemon was, like, 90... was 98. Yeah. Uh, was Yu-Gi-Oh! out before that? Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, wow, okay. 99, I would say. Okay, I don't remember that coming until later, but... Or maybe a um, later. But, but, yeah, I do remember, yeah, because, again, we didn't have the, the channel yet. Or, you know... But I remember seeing Dragon Ball Z like on a Saturday morning, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, because that's before were... my brother got into it, which was later. That was in the two thousands when he got older. But yeah, that that uh, that's where I first saw that, and I was like, "Okay, flip, change the channel." Who's the next thing? Yeah, but they would show all those shows there. Um, they, they didn't show all the tsunami shows. They, they showed Dragon Ball and. Maybe Gundam, I'm not 100%. Yeah, 
Um, oh, actually, I, I, I was wrong. It, it was in 2001 when, when Kids WB had the tsunami uh, on Kids WB. Well, who was showing Dragon Ball Z then? Because I specific, I distinctly remember. This is like 98. Toonami. 97. Cartoon Network had it. No, but I mean, on regular TV, though. Oh. I think it was 11, which 11 was the uh, WB at that point, so. Maybe? But Something bled through. Somehow it got over there, but yeah, I remember seeing I remember seeing it back then. So, okay, maybe that's not what you're talking about, but okay, I do, I do remember Dragon Ball from there, though. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe. I don't know. But... All right. <clears throat> But yeah, so by the the late '90s, early 2000s, the Saturday morning cartoons were pretty much not needed anymore because we had it everywhere else. We had a 24-hour station dedicated to it. Yeah. You know, so so TV, so the the big three stations could focus, use that advertising time for something else. Because they really couldn't compete with three different, or well, at, at the time, one, two different um, cable networks. Because cable, of course, by the late 90s or early 2000s, was becoming way more prevalent. It, it was in more houses. They, they couldn't compete. Why try? Right. You know, so that was kind of the, the downfall of regular cartoons the the beginning of sort of that meteoric rise of Cartoon Network and and the power that it has um, really squarely on the 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 shoulders of Toonami I don't think that if Toonami if Toonami had not come around I don't know if Cartoon Network would have survived you know, you know hadn't come around and hadn't succeeded because, you know, if they decided, you know, if the market just, you know, kids just didn't take to it, then I don't know what they would have done. Because, again, like I said, Toonami is what makes Adult Swim what it is, which is a huge boon for Cartoon Network. Um, and then again, you know, just the Toonami block and just like what it did for anime in the U.S. I mean, I think we'd be looking at a completely different landscape right now if that hadn't happened. Yeah. Yeah, which... You know, is because I mean, anime has influenced so much stuff. You know, after the fact, you know, so many, so many cartoons, whether they're, you know, trying to be or not, they kind of emulate the style a bit. The video games, you know, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Anime has completely saturated and taken over um, kids' minds. Every, you know, because you you'll see shows even if they're made in the U.S., described as American anime, like Avatar. Mm-hmm. You know, people call, call that American anime because it is so heavily influenced by the anime style, even though it's made here. You would see that before, too. Like, uh, you remember Exo Squad back in the mid-'90s? Yeah. You know, that was kind of called American anime. Um, you know, and quite, you know, we were none the wiser back then, but, I mean... Transformers was anime. We just didn't know it, right? And so was we would get in event Voltron. Yeah, Vol- but but you know it's not to the extent it is now, where you know exactly what this shit is. You know exactly where it came from. You know exactly what you know. If you see a show right now, you can say, "Oh, that that you know that style kind of like this show, which came before." You know, right? 
Yeah, and now, now that I think about it, I don't even know if. Well, I, I mean, it's a completely different station, completely different thing. But I don't know if Power Rangers would have survived as long as it did if it wasn't for Toonami. As long as it didn't, no, no, it wouldn't, because, um, I mean, and I mean, you know, you got a new crop of kids every year, you know, but I just don't think that thing sustains itself for the next twenty-something years the way it has. Not without an- anime there, you know. Bob, right. on- and then them going back and showing Power Rangers on there, but that's later. That's kind of out of the menu. yeah. Because on its own, I mean, Power Rangers has, I. I don't think it's worth an episode really for us, but I mean, Power Rangers had its own ups and downs, you know, being sold, be, being sold by uh, Saban to Disney and then Disney buying back. If, if you want the whole story on Power Rangers, go watch the toys that made us on uh, Netflix. And yes. they, they did a whole episode on the toys, but it also gets into the show. Um, but that show though, I think it, I think we'd be, you know, I think there'd be some kids right now with a podcast talking about Power Rangers the way we talk about Thundercats and like that. You know, something that kind of came and went. They remember it. Yeah. It was around for a while and now it's not. You know, say I don't think there'll still be new Power Rangers shit right now. No. No, yeah. not here in America. Right. But, you know, Toonami set off such a thirst for Japanese culture and Japanese. Uh, TV shows and things that you know it's it's kept Power Rangers alive even though it's not even the same network and they probably they may, may not even draw the same correlation and maybe we're wrong but I, I just don't see it lasting without anime and, and Toonami bringing it to the forefront so much yeah so I mean really this is kind of a lot of things this is the the uh it's the death knell for Saturday morning cartoons or you know it's you know it's coming um it is the beginning well you know at the time anyway just all cartoons all the time as opposed to the other networks which had a lot of live action still mm-hmm. um of course you know again we'll get into that in another episode um and then also just for again Japanese and really just Asian pop culture being so big in the U.S. right now. I mean, you know, kids, and you know, not even, well, not even kids. People in our age group too, and and you know, young adults and, and in between. You know, when we were growing up, you didn't know about J and K-pop. No, you know, but they do now. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think kids would be as interested in that stuff. Yeah, so it's really interesting, you know. Just off of one network, what 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 all we actually end up getting in pop culture, like the ripple effect of it. Yeah, it it it's amazing, and um, you know, it's hard to sort of because I'm trying to stay away from Adult Swim and just the 2000s in general, but just to sort sort of wind this to a close um, you know Cartoon Net Network as good as they are they had their problems too especially sort of, sort of in the, the 2000s and we talked about this on one, one of our other episodes where at a certain point in sort of the mid well sort of the early 2010s 
a lot of stations, not just cartoon stations, but but uh, cable networks in general, went off brand with their um, their station identity just for the sake of of gaining more viewers. They, you know, they they got MTVified. Yeah, yeah, it was the MTV syndrome where. You know, we're music television, but we're not going to show any music videos anymore. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to have the real world road rules marathon and then Jersey Shore thrown in for good measure. Cartoon Network sort of did the same thing where in that, those mid 2000s, they started adding a lot of live action shows. There, there were a lot of there, there were a lot of game shows that they had added that that went nowhere. And there, there were a couple scripted live action TV shows and we talked about it back then that this is you know I, why are they doing this this is um, gonna hurt the brand and even even to the point where um, Cartoon Network got so big and started having so much original programming that they had to have a spinoff channel to put all the old cartoons because people were still cl- clamoring for the old. I didn't cartoons. know if you. I didn't know if you were going to touch on that tonight, Ed. But go ahead. Yeah, they in in, <laughs> in the early two thousands they started this channel called Boomerang, where all your old friends are back. Yeah, and, so it looked exactly like that original Cartoon Network lineup. Though some of this showed Scooby Doo ad nauseum. But it was all the Hanna Barbera stuff, you know, Snagglepuss and Wacky Races and all that shit. Yeah, and when I first, when we first got uh, sat satellite TV, we we had Boomerang, and I was watching. I, I think we first got it when we were living together, and I was watching that shit. Yeah, on the yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was a good. We got a good, you know, uh, you know, fucking AT AT and T. You know, they were screwed me over pretty bad a few years later, and I don't know if I'll ever go back. But we got a good-ass package with that. What was that dish? There, oh, there we got. That was DirecTV. Uh, it was DirecTV. Okay. Man. Because we had, we had some shit on there. But we had, we had Cartoon Network. We had Boomerang. Yeah. And Boomerang, like I said, was basically the original Cartoon Network and it was all the old shows that they had quit showing because they had so much original programming now that they uh, just didn't have room for it yeah but now now even Boomerang is starting to show live action stuff and, and original programming yeah uh, Boomerang so- <laughs> Boomerang is so top heavy that they now have completely original brand new shows that you it can only, no no you can only see these shows on Boomerang. But if you want to, I mean, this is just the world we're in now. If you want to see those old, like uh, those old uh, Flintstones and Snaggletooth, you know, Yogi Bear, and all that stuff, the only way you can watch those now is if you get the app, and you have to pay like 10, 10 bucks a month for the app. <laughs> And you, you can watch, you, you, you can stream those to your phone or your tablet. That's the only way. I thought you, is that how you do it now? I thought you were going to say you had to go get, um, you know, another satellite package that gives you Boomerang 2 or Boomerang 3 or some shit. And then you got all those. No, because everything's streaming now. So you got to, you got to oh, get it streamed, which sucks. Um, 
but you know that's that was Cartoon Network's problem too. It had so much original programming, it had to make this Boomerang thing. But now Boomerang is showing stuff that you can't even see on Cartoon Network. It's only on Boomerang. Which makes no sense. I can, I, I would understand if they were showing, even if it was live action, I would understand if they were showing old Cartoon Network stuff that was no longer being shown on Cartoon Network. But now they're still making new well, stuff. They, so why is it Boomerang? Yeah, they started doing that too. Like, like Boomerang had a mandate okay we're, we're gonna show stuff from like 96 back or whatever right. then when they started showing then they said okay well we'll, we'll show stuff from like 2000 back then they started saying okay well, we're gonna start showing this tv show that just had his first season over last year now it's gonna be on because it's it's back because it's it's a boomerang. It's coming back. It was just on two weeks ago, but now it's on Boomerang now. You can watch it all now. And now it's like, okay, this is a, a brand new reboot of Scooby-Doo. It's just on Cartoon or it's just on Boomerang. You can't even see it on Cartoon Network. We might show it oh once on Cartoon Net Network, but it's only going to be here. Oh wait, you want a new? <laughs> you want you want a, a new uh, Tom and Jerry and a new new Bugs Bunny brand new show you've never seen before with terrible animation? It's on Boomerang. Don't bother trying to find it on on Cartoon Network, but it's there. Oh, you want you want uh, you want the Flintstones? Fuck. You want the Flintstones? Shit. I guess we could put an app together and you can watch it on your phone for ten dollars. Oh man! <laughs> but and by the way, has Flintstones and Scooby Doo gotten just? I'm sorry, you know we're veering off, but you know we got we're on this. We're gonna stay right here. Have they just gotten bizarre or what, man? I'm seeing like this, like fucking Scooby Doo meets Kiss. I'm like Kiss, like. Your parents don't like the the, the the parents of the children who are watching that probably don't listen to Kiss. Maybe even their grandparents don't even listen to Kiss. What was happening here? And then there was like the Flintstones meets the WWE or something. <laughs> like what the fuck yeah. are you doing? <laughs> it's all these weird straight to DVD <laughs> bullshit. Oh man. Although thankfully that's the one thing they have not done yet. They have not rebooted uh, the Flintstones. I mean, uh, DC Comics did a, a great 12 issue run making Flintstones more modern and everything, but they haven't done it in cartoon. I remember that. Yeah. They ha- haven't done it on a cartoon yet, thank God. But, um. Yeah, I remember the last Flintstones reboot, reboot for real was uh, either those little one off movies they did and then Flintstones Kids. Oh, yeah. That's really about it. They don't really don't reboot, uh, that series, although they've never rebooted Jetsons ever, have they? No, I'm not asking for these fuck. Mm-hmm. See, I probably fucked up by saying it now. No, they keep talking. I'm not about, asking for it. They, they keep talking about trying to do a live action thing, but it's never gotten off the ground. I kind of um, wonder how you would even do it now, since we're kind of living the Jetsons right now. Other than the fact that we don't have flying cars and live in the sky, I and mean, we have no all wait, the, stop. We have stop. all the shit. Stop. We don't live in the sky. White people live in the sky. I've never seen a black person on the Jetsons in my life. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. And you know, and actually, what I'm saying we have all their shit though. We got all their autom- We got all their automated stuff. I mean, there's even automatons now and iPads and shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. 
think there's any way to do the Flintstones. Or, I mean, the Jetsons. Yeah, I don't think you can. Um, the Flintstones, uh, you probably could, but I don't know how you would do that either. Because they would have to do it like, like I said, we have to be. It would have to be like that DC comic you were talking about. It would have to be Adult Swim. I don't see how you make a new. Like kid-oriented Flintstones. Yeah, because for a while, um, they were going to Seth MacFarlane. Like, is a huge Flintstones fan, and he he got the rights to remake a brand new Flintstones, but it never got off the ground. Mostly because all of his uh, deals with Fox. You know, because he has like three shows on Fox, or he he did at the time, and so he never did anything with the li- license. The license reverted back to the WB. So uh, I don't know what they're they're planning to do with it. Gotcha. All right. Well, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we got off on a huge tangent, but what? <laughs> What? We were really just what we did because we were really talking about, uh, you know, we kind of left off on, uh, you know, 99 and just kind of the upswing it was on. And like I said, it really changed. It really changed pop culture. Yeah. And where it did sort of almost fall off with, you know, the live action stuff and then with with the boomerang stuff. Um it is having, you know, still a bit of a re- renaissance. It, it's coming. It's bigger than it was before. I mean, that that is really sort of thankful to Adult Swim. Uh, but that's talk for another time. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't see Cartoon Network going away anytime soon. Oh, and it won't. I mean, you know, what started as probably a novelty thing just to, yes, make make money, but then at the same time, you know, just put out this content that we just bought the rights for. I, I, I think, you know, really changed the landscape, not just of television, but of, you know, pop culture in general. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's Cartoon Network. Yeah, and um, so I mean, you know, you've heard us keep saying it, keep tiptoeing around it, just because we don't want to dig into it for this episode. But you know, look forward to the uh, Adult Swim episode in this cycle, because that is going to be an I Mini the Fool. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll... I think more so than anything, I mean, that's the one that really made Cartoon Network a must-have. Like, if I had a cable package, it better have Cartoon Network on here because I need my Adult Swim. You know, <laughs> at the time anyway. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was the same way, because I, you know, I, I know we're trying to wind down, but I'm even thinking back to college. When I was in college, cable package didn't have Cartoon Network. I wasn't all that heartbroken about it, you know. But I, and even, even today, you know, I really don't have cable. I've I've got a, a streaming cable package through Spectrum right, right now, but you know, right, I've got, I've got Sling. Yeah, I kind of cut the cord on, on having an actual cable box in a while, or for a while now, and 
you know, I still, I don't, there are a lot of really great cartoons on Cartoon Network right now. Like, I'll, I'll catch them every now and then. I'll run them down on, on the Adult Swim because they're more modern stuff. There's sure. some really great um, stuff on there. And really inclusive stuff on there. You know, there's a lot where it really started out the cartoon cartoons a lot of white but there are a lot of shows now that have a really diverse not just cast of characters but also the creators are really diverse Um, Mm -hmm. not you know black white LGBTQ and it's just really incredible to, to see you know what what has become of dumb cartoons yeah you know because that that's the way our parents oh this is just dumb cartoons but it really is a great creative outlet for a lot of people and it you know the way that um you know like bronies were created and such, such like that it is because of of cartoons you know these communities that pop up over a stupid kid thing but it's these you know 20 30 year olds that that are bonding and um getting new perspectives on life and i just think it's a really great thing to be a part of and to see and to have watched grow from the beginning yeah very, very cool stuff yeah but uh, how that's hey, you got anything else to add? Nope. All I gotta say is you know just uh, just throw it back to that that original lineup of new programs. Um, my favorite, I think, had to have been Dexter's Lab. Oh yeah, um, I love Dexter's Laboratory. I guess I we mean, really didn't talk good. about our favorite stuff, did we? Let's keep. We going didn't from- do that, but yeah, you know. I mean, it, it, we we kind of did that when we were talking about it. But I mean, my favorite had to be Dexter's Laboratory. I mean, just just his voice acting alone was enough to bug me. It had me start laughing just with the shit he would say and the way he was said, you know. But um, yeah, I think that was always my favorite in that lineup. My sister, well, my well, you know, I'm the oldest, obviously. People, if you don't know that, I am. So well, I have two sisters. So um, the older one, she, I think hers might have been Johnny Bravo. She was really into that. Like she loved Johnny Bravo. But the youngest one, she loved her some Curse the Cowardly Dog and was pissed when they took it out of the lineup. I was like, you know what's on Boomerang? She's like, oh. <laughs> okay, so she watched it on Boomerang. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore, but, you know, when she was looking for it back then. Yeah. Yeah, Powerpuff Girls and uh, Curry's the Cowardly Dog were her shows. But, yeah, I was always Dexter's Lab. Ah, Dexter's Lab guy. Yeah. Um, didn't really didn't really fuck with Ed, Ed, and Eddie too much. I didn't either. Um, cow and Chicken was my shit. Cow, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just cow, because. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, cow and Chicken was pretty hilarious. Because Cow and Chicken was a more kid-friendly version of Ren and Stimpy basically yeah it, it had that uh, tongue in cheek kind of uh, blink in and you miss it, sex jokes but definitely way more toned down than uh, Ren and Stimpy were 
<laughs> he wasn't as overtly gay as Ren, Ren and Stimpy. But... <laughs> you know, and I, you know, and to be honest, I didn't really under, you know, we're getting off on another tangent. I didn't really realize those gay jokes in Ren and Stimpy until until I got older, and then I was like. Uh, that's kind of that was kind of gay. I wonder if they did it on purpose. And then it was turned out the fact that the creator was kind of, was kind of hinting at the fact that they were a couple. I'm like, well, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was until they had that. I guess called a reboot when it on uh, was it USA uh, Network? Spike, nah, Spike TV. Yeah, Spike. Where that was, was gar- I hated that show. It was a ter- terrible show, but it did just say, "Oh yeah, right." Came out and said it. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely gay. But yeah, I I always like cow chicken and the I am weasel stuff in there. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Samurai Jack to you, but that's two thousand. So yeah, that's later. I didn't bring that one up. That's why I worked. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. It, it's hard to do this without going past our little mandate. So. Let's uh let's call it quits and then we come back for right. uh when we come back for Adult Swim we we can talk about those other Cartoon Network shows that we that we uh, neglected to talk about today. Yes, we'll do. All right, so I guess till next time, folks. So, oh, I guess we need to. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute, man. <laughs> we haven't done a show since October. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll 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 do the heavy lifting right here, man. Yes. <laughs> you can find us at at, at No <laughs> Jibba Jabba FM. Uh, I can't even get it out now. You got me. <laughs> you can find us at No Jibba Jabba FM dot com, Facebook dot com backslash No Jibba Jabba FM. Though we don't kind of post there, kind of not really, but it's it's still there. We're on Instagram at No Jibba Jabba FM. Yep. We at El Rockski. Yeah, at El Rockski. Uh, I don't really post pictures, but I'm at J Rue. Yeah, uh, same as uh, same as Twitter. Yeah, but I don't use. Even though I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't use Twitter anymore. All right, all right. You know what? How about this? How about this? For 2020, let's just shore it up. All right, we are. You know, the website. We have. We're more active in, on Instagram than anywhere else. So. No Jibba Jabba FM on Instagram at jru 78 on Instagram and at Ilroxki on Instagram. That's re- that's really where you'll find us. I mean, yeah. the other place is kind of, but really Instagram. Yeah, we don't do shit else, so <laughs> Dude, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you see us out there, it's fake. Yeah, yeah, because we don't. We... Although I'm the one who would fake our shit, but you know, if you do, that's not us. Yeah, we're. Uh... We're, we're keeping it two mediums here. So, um, uh, until we get more more content, then, then we'll put out an app and charge you $10. <laughs> oh, you want the old shit? You have to go to, to Flipback, deathcase.com Flipback, and you can get that stuff for $10. <laughs> oh, you want to keep it as a phone too? Oh, but that's another app then. Yes, yeah, that's, another, that's, that's another app you got to get. Sorry, man. But. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're getting goofy. Uh, oh man, yeah, uh, that's that Sailor Jerry's. Yeah, and got a little Catman in me. So, all right, man. Yeah, all right. Until next, <laughs> next time, time, folks. See ya. See ya.
<laughs> oh god. God damn. Look, niggas Dexter and niggas Sister Didi. Oh boy, wonder what they're gonna get into today. He always argues with her She thinks she knows it all Because she's older and she's bigger Whatever Dexter wants He just goes and creates Robots, it doesn't matter The size or the shape He's always doing crazy tests And making a mess And if they don't come out correct Well, you know what happens next Uh-oh, back to the lab again Oh no, back to the lab again We messed up Back to the lab again Not again, back to the lab again Uh-oh, back to the lab again Oh no, back to the lab again We messed up To get him out of it Sometimes if he needs DD Then he'll use her But Dex is only true Best friend is his computer It's always a lot of fun When you experience Dexter with all his New wacky experiments So tune in to Dexter The world's youngest inventor So you could join him For his crazy adventure Uh oh Back to the lab again Oh no Back to the lab again We messed up Back to the lab again Not again Back to the lab again Uh oh Back to the lab again Oh no Back to the lab again, we messed up. Back to the lab. 